Welcome to Thousand Generations Podcast, hosted by Dan and Chad Bohai, a father and son duo committed to pursuing God's dream and desire of faithfulness to Jesus and living to see the gospel of his kingdom pass from one generation to the next, to a thousand generations. Thank you for joining us on our journey as we hope to encourage you on yours. Season five, episode three, Dad. It's been so powerful walking through at a very high level, just uh, macro, micro, macro level of the Book of Ephesians. We could spend hours and hours and hours on each little couple verses, but we just uh, ended last episode talking about the power of uh, immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine. So, first three chapters. This is who you are because of who Christ is and what He's done that when the church walks in unity, we begin to operate in that authority and power over regions over, with, with the authority and power we have because of Jesus, which goes right next. We're going to walk through chapter 4 and 5 here in these next uh, very briefly in a rapid-fire way uh, episodes. And so take us into some of your thinking about how Paul is unpacking this, which then will lead him to set up with, therefore, put on the full armor of God. To end, his, to end his letter. So chapter four, he kind of, he talks about one faith, one baptism, you know, one family, mm-hmm. one body. But then he says, the only way that's gonna happen is with the five-fold ministry. Mm-hmm. And most churches have a two-fold ministry. They have a pastor with a secretary. Yes. Paul, <laughs> right. said, Paul said, we need apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, yeah. and teachers. And their God-appointed offices are not self-appointed, yes. you know, careers. And so God appoints them. And he does them for one purpose, mm. for the building up of the body of Christ, for the works of the ministry. It was never supposed to be a pulpit, one guy or gal leading a group of people doing the ministry. Mm. It was supposed to be a group of five-fold office mm. elder operators equipping all the born-again believers, the saints, to do the work of the ministry. So we all end up speaking the truth in love and we're all knitted together and we all become yes. one force instead of separate things. If we don't have fivefold, we're all usually trying to do our individual things. Yes, and let but, me just say this right here because the dream of every pastor is verse 15 and 16 of Ephesians 4, as each part does its work. <laughs> so the reason God is, has release the fullness of Christ, the apostolic, prophetic, evangelistic, shepherd, teaching functions. He's not given those. Christ carried all of them in fullness, but when he ascended, the ascension gifts, as he gave measures of himself to to these ministries so that the body of Christ, with all of these graces functioning and flowing, would reach to full maturation. And I I wrote this in a prayer run, and then you can just volley off of this. I, I literally was running just a couple of weeks ago, and I'm like, man, we don't like living in tension, but we need to live in the necessary tension of uh, the fivefold in, in the church. And here's what I meant. Here's what I said. So the apostolic-leaning folks are always asking, what new ground do we need to pioneer? What, what new hill should we climb and field conquer? The prophetic-leaning folks are always asking, why aren't we praying and seeking God more, hearing his voice? Why aren't we challenging and confronting systems of injustice, standing for the poor? The evangelistic folks in the church are like, why aren't we reaching more people with the good news? Why, why not more outreach? The pastoral leading folks are saying, why aren't we caring for the people that we already have better? Why aren't we forming more community groups, et cetera? The teacher is always asking, 
How can we teach all these more, these folks for transformation? The truth sets you free and keeps you free. How can we do more age-specific content courses and classes? But here's what I love as I was running. I, you know, I was just rehearsing this. I, I always think and quote scripture when I run. I was like, it's not one or it's all of the above. And so the necessary of why we need the apostolic, prophetic, evangelistic, shepherd teaching graces, functions in the body is because the, the, answer, the answer to all of those questions are, yes, why aren't we pioneering more? Why aren't we standing with the poor more? Why aren't we hearing God at intercession? And so we, we need God to grow us up. And his grow up strategy is by these graces functioning within the body until we all, which you just said in the first episode, when we all reach the unity in the faith, you're, you're contending that's when we're gonna start seeing regional breakthroughs. Yeah. When, when we're all reaching unity and maturation. Because we'll all be above the strongholds. That's so good. Man. When we get above the strongholds, they're no longer strongholds. They're, mm. foot, they're, they're places that give us a better vision because now we have a higher perspective. Oh, that's so good, man. I'll give you my yes. take on the fivefold. Cool. Yeah, well, that wasn't my take for the record. We could no, say I way more. That. No, I love it. Just to illustrate, give people a little, who've never heard that language, is like, what are you talking about? It, that, that was the point of that. I'm just going to do a little go, five Go, G's. go, go. Five G's. Govern, guide, grow, guard. Yeah, keep Apostles going. govern, mm -hmm. prophets guide, evangelists gather, the pastors guard, and the teachers grow. ground. Ground or grow. I love that. So Perfect. Yeah. But anyway, I, think, so I think that the whole point is so that none of us get you know, deceived by any new doctrines, any trick yes. tricking of people, any, any deceptive scheming but that we speak the truth in love until all of us grow up to the full measure of the stature of the man Christ Jesus because we are, you know, at the end of chapter one into chapter two, we are his body already in the spirit, mm. but we need the fivefold and the fellowship, the koinonia, the brethren and yes. the sisters to do it together so that our minds, our souls, and our bodies catch up with our spirit mm. and then we act in unity as one perfect man. Yes. Because as Christ is above everything in this age and the age to come, if we could ever get in unity, we're above the same thing because we're in Christ in our spirit. Yes, and what, I love this. What binds all of them together, just last comment again, we probably should have, we could take a whole season on Ephesians 4, 11 through 16, but as each part does its work and, and what unites all of the graces and functions is the the word work, the work of ministry, we could say all of the equipping graces is so that we would begin to serve like, the greatest among us is the servant, the one who serves, who, who, who loves and serves like Jesus our King, emptied himself and served us. And so then what else do you wanna draw out here? How much time do we have? We have a good solid six, seven minutes, we're great. Oh good, let me, let me focus on verse 16 just for a second. Yes, please. It says, from whom? the whole body being fitted and held together. Mm. Now that's interesting. The word picture of fitted and held together is what it looks like to build particle board plywood. Mm -hmm. When we used to build houses, you know, mm -hmm. I used to build houses in my former life before I became a minister. There was two kinds of plywood. Plywood that had big sheets that were glued together that was original mm. plywood, but particle board was little particles glued together and it mm. looked speckled. and what we found was plywood um, that had to have big sheets that was shaved really thinly, you know, three quarters of an inch or a half inch thick, it had more give than when you got little particles and glued it together. Hmm. And what this verse 
is alluding to that when all of us individually allow the Holy Spirit to glue us together like he wants to in unity, particle board plywood is twice as strong wow. as normal plywood where you have to have big wide sheets of individual strands of wood. Wow. And I don't know how it even works because yeah. to, my, to my natural mind, it looks like the bigger, wider individual strands of wood glued together would be stronger. But in actuality, when you allow the, the Holy Spirit to take all of our gifts, all of our graces, mm. and make us one, we become stronger to stand against the devil's schemes. That's so good. To, you know, to forgive each other, stronger to serve each other, stronger to consider mm. each other more important than ourselves. And so I, I just think it's, it's all about Christ. And if yes. we would let him be the preeminence in our desires, our pursuits, our visions, then all of us yes. could be put together and we become this body of Christ, it would be invincible. I love that. Because all it would be is glorifying the head. That's right. Instead of the body. Yes. And I love one of my favorite verses that the way of life we're all learning and growing up to, which I know we're going to get to chapter five, but this is actually a great setup for the armor so that we can walk in the way. But he says, you learned about Christ and were taught in him in accordance with the truth that is in Jesus. So the... What the whole body is being trained in is Jesus. His life, his lifestyle, his mindset, his power, his anointing, his authority. And that's why, again, we, the necessity of, of having all the ascension gifts equipping us because Christ is the apostle, the one sent from God. He is the prophet who knew people's hearts and minds. And he, he, he is the ultimate evangelist seeking and saving the lost. Obviously, the good shepherd and the teacher, uh, Matthew 23 and so, but I love that what, what the whole body is learning, the way of life is Christ. We're, 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 he is the telos. He's the one we're aiming at to grow into full maturation and completion. Any closing thoughts, Dad, with uh, chapter four? Yes, I, I do. I have two closing thoughts. We're doing verse, great. Verse 26 and verse 32. Okay, mm. 26, be angry and yet don't sin. Mm. Don't give the devil a foothold or an opportunity. This is a verse to me that says, if your anger is against people, you're giving the devil mm. an opportunity. But if your anger is against the devil and what he does, mm. you don't give him an opportunity. You're actually pushing back his influence on you and people's lives around you. Mm. So the only anger that's justified anger is against what the devil is doing in and around people's lives. Wow. And so we should never go to bed angry at people. We should never not go to bed angry at what the devil's doing to people. Mm. That gives us a respect and a love and a grace for anybody, no matter what's going on, because people are always either under the influence in real time of the Holy Spirit or the demonic spirits. And we wow. should never not be angry at what the devil's doing, ever. Man. In your anger, do not sin. Don't let the sun, don't give the devil a foothold. There is good anger, man. And yes. we should hate what the devil's doing in people's lives, in yeah. the church, in the culture, in yeah. our world. And then the last verse that ends chapter four, be kind to one another, mm. compassionate, forgiving each other, just as God in Christ has also forgiven you. Man, If we would ever remember <laughs> what we've been forgiven for, in real time, mm. all day long, we wouldn't have a hard time forgiving people. Mm. And we know we go back to that where Jesus taught the disciples to pray in Matthew 6. If we don't forgive, he has a hard time forgiving us. Yes. But if we would just remember mm. how much we're forgiven, 
it would be easy to keep forgiving people around us. Man, so I love that. And I love the language of as, just as in Christ, God forgave you. So anytime I think about how God mediates forgiveness, it's always through the costly reality of what Christ paid, poured out, which is Ephesians 5, 1 through, through 2, is it's always in Christ God is extending forgiveness. And so maybe you're here today and you're like, I'm not angry at the devil. I'm angry at a brother or sister. And maybe that's kind of maybe where we should end this episode in prayer is that God would, through Christ's power in you, empower you. Maybe, maybe there's someone you're at odds with. Maybe that you need to forgive. That there, you're giving, maybe there's a foothold in your life because of unbridled anger and not bringing that to Jesus. And so, Dad, why don't you just, since you brought us there, get rid of all bitterness, rage, and anger, brawling and slander, and every form of malice. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other just as in Christ God forgave you. Why don't you just pray for the power of forgiveness for those listening? So, Holy Spirit, obviously we need you. Yes. Because our flesh always wants self-preservation, mm. revenge, entitlement. We want what we think we deserve, but true agape love only wants what you want, God. Mm. And you want everybody to come to repentance and receive forgiveness. And you work your forgiveness first through people. Yeah. That's why you taught us in John 20, after you breathed into him and says, as the Father sent me, so I send you. And when you forgive people their sins, they'll be forgiven. We need to be the front line of the power of mm. forgiveness. All of us need it. And we're not condemned if we're in Christ, mm. but people are still needing to know how forgiven they are so they can walk in mercy. Mm. And so Lord, give us that heart of compassion and kindness and forgiveness so we don't hold grudges, but we live our lives with unoffended hearts. Yes, Lord. To the glory of God, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen.